6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, a new Ipsos poll has given online learning a failing grade. The poll suggests a majority of parents believe online learning during their pandemic, during the pandemic, failed their children. They're concerned that the disruption to the education will have long-lasting impacts. Dr. Wing Lee is the communications director for Support Our Students Alberta. Dr. Lee, welcome back to the show. Always oh, good to chat with you, Jalen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did you, were, you, were you surprised at, uh, at, at these poll results when you saw them today? Not at all. I'm not surprised at the reaction and the response. It's been, I mean, an understatement to say it's been a hard year, but more mm-hmm. it's the inconsistencies and also the entire the prolonging of online learning. It was meant to be stopgap, and it was just, it went on too long. Yeah, and you know what? I know that some kids have excelled. Other ones have had uh, big challenges. 41% of surveyed parents said e-learning had been good for their kids' education. So we're looking at what 60% saying not. What are what are you hearing from those in your group about where their kids are when it comes to um, their education over the past year, over the past 16 months? Is there concern about them being behind and about uh, how this could impact them moving forward? Yeah, we hear a lot of different concerns. Some of it is in progress. Um, Some of it is academic. Some of it is the socialization. So it's a mixed bag of of multiple concerns. And we know that many parents want the in-person And so they are hoping that things stay and continue to go as low uh, as they can because we know it's relational and social and group learning is ideal when when we can make that happen safely. Yeah, and, and you know, when, when you read more uh, about these poll results and you, you hear uh, from more folks as well, and if you're in the... In the education system if you're a parent you know i mean there's 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 the classroom side of it there's the taking test there's the learning um you know the facts and figures but there's a lot of learning that comes from the relationships and mm-hmm. and uh, the relationships that they develop with teachers and other students isn't there that has a big Absolutely. impact we didn't see that yeah Absolutely, and and that cannot be um, erased, right, or cannot be replaced with a two-dimensional screen, and we've seen that, that, you know, kids are just bursting at the seams to talk to people (laughs) in the streets, and they have that built-in inherent need to connect uh, and to be in a physical space with others. Yeah, without a doubt, and I know that there's um, there's a, a a lot of parents out there, almost about seventy uh, percent, uh, really worried about their kids' mental health, saying that their mental health overall has has suffered as a result mm. of of e-learning. What have you heard, seen on that front, and and what do we need to do moving forward to address that? We've heard similar that the concern is seeing how. The, some, many students aren't just aren't thriving, right? They're not in these ideal environments where they're being supported in multiple facets um, of their well-being. Some of their needs aren't being met throughout the past year. I think what needs to happen is we we just need to prioritize in-person learning as a good for the community. Uh, it's not just individual students. I think as a whole, as a society, we've learned that we rely on schools, and that's a fact that really came to the surface for for many reasons um, and also from a student perspective 
it's being able to be around others and to cope right through these hardships that also helps um, learn resiliency. Well, and here's the thing, and I think we both uh, know this from, you know, having kids in our lives, being around kids, being kids ourselves at one point, that uh, they tend to be pretty resilient. They can go through a lot and continue to to move forward. So hopefully that resiliency uh, continues to build as we do go go forward. And hopefully in September, kids are back in class learning, um, learning how everyone would really like them. A majority of people would really like them to be learning. But I thought this was interesting. Interesting, and I wonder what you think, uh, Dr. Lee. One of the things that um, was highlighted in this is said that uh, 75% of those who were polled today or polled in this uh, Ipsos poll said that they do still believe, though, that e-learning should be considered as an option. Your thoughts on that, still having that option available for those parents and those kids who, who might find that the better way of doing things? Yeah, I think that having it as an option in one form or another to help those in different situations, right? You have lots of different backgrounds and different learning styles. I think having it as an option and also in further crises, right, if we are prepared to boost the hybrid learning and have it in the back pocket, that's not a bad thing to be prepared but i think it's the extension of it for on such a large scale that was problematic so we should still have it but just not it be the one thing that we fall back on instead of managing the pandemic and um we need to make still make schools safe yeah, and making schools safe, uh, you know, uh, before I let you go, with Support Our Students Alberta, what does that look like uh, as we wrap up this school year? And I know the, you know, we still have a couple of months before we get up and running for September, but what does that look like for your organization? We will continue to be advocating for making the class sizes smaller. You know, that's kind of what is the first sort of response is ensuring cases stay low in the community. Um, doing what we can to restrict um, another wave, (laughs) if I dare say that, (laughs) in the summer. And it's really centering around the fact that we just want to make sure these are bubbles in these schools uh, so that they can sustain and not redo the roller coaster that we experienced this year. Uh, Dr. Lee, always great to speak with you. Thanks for joining me uh, so often over the course of the past 16 months. I look forward to talking with you again, and uh, hopefully things uh, remain calm and and, uh, the numbers continue to go down and uh, we just return to normal classrooms here in the future. Thanks for this. Agreed. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. this one says, Jay, just so you know, in Edmonton, online learning has always been an option. It's usually just exercised by those with such severe behavioral issues that they've uh, not been able to go to schools, um, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, the kids who just have, have trouble in the classroom setting. Um, yeah, you, and I get what you're saying there, but they're, you know, a lot of these parents saying that they want it available and, or maybe it would be considered more. Uh, for more children. They want to have that there as we continue to move ahead, but I appreciate that. A few more things from 
This poll, women more significantly, uh, more likely than men to strongly agree on the need to prioritize in-person learning at 45% as opposed to 34% of, of men. Household income also a factor in determining whether respondents said e-learning should continue. 86% of respondents who earned at least 100 grand a year said they strongly agree with the need for kids to get back to school in contrast with 77% of Canadians surveyed who earned less than 40000 a year and 62% of the Canadians saying kids should be back in the classrooms in the fall regardless of what Canada's COVID-19 situation looks like.